Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you all for coming tonight. We're excited to be here tonight with Yuri Kolosovsky.
Mr. Yurik Kolosowski, thank you for coming on the show tonight. We're very happy to have you all here. We, we're here tonight uh, with Yuri. I met Yuri uh, last summer, I think. Maybe two years ago, last summer. And we, we talked for a while and we played a little bit together and uh, realized that we really wanted to feature this on the show. Um, Yuri speaks English quite well, uh, but due to a speech impediment, which we'll, we'll talk about at some point here, Victor, Victor and uh, Abby, Victor Gorodinsky is here. He's the director of the UW Russian Folk Orchestra, which we'll be featuring in the second half of this show. Um, but our friend Abby Wamserski, excuse me, is a pianist and accompanist, and both will be uh, helping to translate some uh, responses to some questions that we came up with for Yuri. And the first one is that Yuri was born on Rostov, on Don, and I don't know how I'm pronouncing this correctly, Russia, started playing the Prima Doma at age nine. Where, where in Russia is Rostov, on Don located? Um, is this one? Uh, Rostov on Don, or in Russian Rostov na Donu, is a city in southern Russia. It's a qu actually a big city. Okay. Yeah. And uh, as the name implies, Rostov on Don, Don is the river. Okay. So it's a city on the, on the river Don. Okay. Don in Russian. And uh, what, what are the different types of domras? Because we're going to be experiencing this in balalaikas and a variety of different instruments. But what are the different types of domras, which is what Yuri is playing right now? And, and, what and could you describe what it is and how it differs from the perhaps more well-known balalaika? Um, well, Yuri plays the prima domra, which um, if you can't see it, it's, um, it, it's, it's kind of smaller. It has three strings. It, it differs from the balalaika in, of course, shape. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a half dome or half sphere. Um, very beautiful. But unlike the balalaika, the balalaika is often plucked with the fingers, and this has um, a pick and uses a lot of tremolo that way. Okay. Um, it comes in various sizes, a lot like the balalaika. Um, and maybe Victor can help me out on this one, but it does go up to quite a big size as well, doesn't it, past the, um, the alto and the bass do um, domra? Yeah, the domras, uh, well, first of all, uh, Yuri plays this uh, three-string domra, and most domras, uh, uh, that are used in are played in Russia do have three strings. Uh, in Ukraine, sometimes they use four-string domras. But uh, uh, the three-string domras, yeah, there is a family of instruments. Uh, there is prima, what Yuri plays. Then uh, the bigger instruments is alto, and then the bass. And you'll see them all later when the orchestra performs. Uh, four-string domras also have a contrabass domra, which is a rare. It's huge. It's hard to play and. It's, it's hard to move around too. But mostly it's three sizes, prima, alto, and the bass. Okay. Um, let's see, after graduation, you were a soloist at the Rostov State Folk Philharmonic Orchestra for two and a half years. Um, did that group travel regionally or around the country? Um, yeah, it, it did travel. Um, it, it went to um, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Poland, Czech Republic, around Russia, um, probably other countries. I know, Yuri, you had told me that you've gone to Kazakhstan and the Ukraine specifically and um, around Russia as well. So yeah, okay. it was a definitely a traveling orchestra. Cool. Was the instrumental makeup of the Rostov State Folk Philharmonic Orchestra similar to the UW Russian Folk Orchestra? Yeah, I believe you said it was, yeah. right? It was just um, the difference was probably more percussion, um, a lot like more of a regular, you know, professional philharmonic you would see here, but okay. with the folk instruments that we have in our orchestra. Oh, that's well, one other quick question, we definitely get back to music here, but was Domra the first instrument that you're going to play here? Yes? Okay. Other instruments do you play? <laughs> okay. Well, actually, we'll see, be seeing in the second half. You, I believe you play bass balalaika. Is that correct? Bass. Oh, contrabass. Okay. Yeah, he's kind of shy, though. I mean, he he's, he will say some, but he, he knows yeah. how to play piano, bayon. He's teaching me how to play accordion at the oh, moment nice. with his bayon skills. And bayon is like a button accordion, and we're featuring a couple of those in the second half as well. Yeah. Um, I think he also knows a little bit of guitar and probably other things that I don't even know about yet. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to know a little bit of every yeah, instrument. He's, he's holding back. He, <laughs> yeah. Yuri, Yuri Kolosovsky. Yeah. 
Are you, Abby, will you be accompanying this? Yep. All right. What, what, what was that piece? Yeah, there you go. Oh. I will go out on the street. Okay. I don't know what the Russian is. <laughs> Can I add something? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes Russians do go out on the street. Yes. <laughs> that brings up a question. What do they do? <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Okay. So you moved here with your family in 2006, and you now reside in Madison. Uh, was moving to Madison a great culture shock? No? <laughs> you said there were some differences. Um, I don't quite remember what they were, but you know, probably restaurants. I, actually, I remember you saying that there were more similarities than you anticipated. It was much more similar to what it was like for you than you thought it would be. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So did you already speak English when you got here? Yeah. Yeah? Well, that's good. That made it easier, I'm sure. Yeah. Have you found Madison to be a receptive community for Russian folk music? I mean, you found the UW Russian Folk Orchestra, but 
other than that, have, has there, is there an audience? Is there a, a community here? Actually. You mean the Russian, com Russian yeah. community? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there is. It's not, uh, a Russian community in Madison is not, um, I'm not sure how to say it. <laughs> it's not a really tight Russian community like sure. it is in, you know, Chicago or New York. Okay. People are kind of everywhere. But yeah, yeah, there is, there is a fairly big Russian, Russian community here, yes. Okay. And, and in Milwaukee, I think there's a fair... Oh, yeah, even yeah. a lot more, actually. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I was pleasantly surprised. I remember this was several years ago. Mary and I were, at some point, we used to play in... in we'd, we'd play in Milwaukee fairly often, and we went to a deli, and it was a Russian deli, and no one spoke a word of English, and I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was great. that's the place. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Where are we? Wow, this is awesome. Joining Yuri this evening, we were just speaking to uh, Mr. V Victor Gorodinsky. Uh, Victor is a founder uh, and director of UW-Madison's Russian Folk Orchestra. He'll be joining us for the second half of tonight's program. I'll be speaking to him about that ensemble and musical background uh, during their set. But thank you both for joining us. Uh, some more music, please. Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. You all may think there's a lot of tuning going on, but it's spring in Wisconsin. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so that's the way it is. <laughs>
Thank what you. Were those, what were those two songs that you guys just did? This one and that one before. Um, this one is called called Uhar Kupitz. Uhar Kupitz is that close? Yeah, I hate translating those. It's the a more other, merchant. Yeah. Merchant. Okay. okay. And then the other one, what is? Uh, the previous one was, uh, well, in Russian, it's Klyontomoya Pavshay. It's, I'll just make it easy for you. It's about a maple tree. Thank you. <laughs> it is. Okay. It is. That sounded it, like a more modern piece. Was it more recent? No, it's based on a really authentic uh, Russian melody. Okay. okay. Just the harmonies. Because these are some of, uh, uh, these are, Yuri, these are some of your arrangements of traditional pieces. That's yeah, all the ones Very that nice. um, we've done so far have been Yuri's arrangements. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, nice. More, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up my part. I'll okay. leave it to Victor to take over. Miss Abby Wimserski <laughs> on the on the piano. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And Yuri Kolosovsky, of course. I better leave the piano on then, huh? <laughs> Yeah. 
That's okay, this is part of the whole experience too. Of, this is the part of the whole experience with orchestras and, <laughs> and string ensembles. Yeah. easier to play flute, you know? <laughs> Maybe not. You know, I'm not Russian and that last piece gets me all teary-eyed, I tell you. That's a famous piece though, I've heard that before. What? The last, the piece you just played. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the Russian romance, I Met You. Yesterday's okay. was very popular. Yeah. we didn't get some dancers on that. I was trying not to go like this. Yeah. You ever get dancers? I know in concert settings it's a no-no, I guess, but uh, do you ever have people just spontaneously erupt into yeah, dancing? I think, I think it's happened a couple times, yeah. Hey, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Do, do you guys have, how many more do you have? Oh, we have three, but we don't have to play them all. Okay. Oh, we, we, have, we definitely have time. Um, yeah. Let's, that was, by the way, probably the most famous Russian folk song, uh, Brightly Shines the Moon also known as the moon shines, also known as the bright moon. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah. Yeah. Take your pick.
See, if there isn't enough tuning on our recordings, we actually dub more in. <laughs> Mary and I go in and re-record some, so this is great. You're doing your own. This is, takes it's great filler. less work for us, actually. It was, uh, how, how do you pronounce this? It's Sardis. 
Chardash. Chardash by uh, Vittorio Monti. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Chardash. It's a Hungarian dance. Okay, a, vi- a play violin. Gypsy. And we all violinists, you have to play that song, or they take yep. your violin away, actually. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, would, you, would you mind playing another? And then I, we have a couple of big questions. You, oh, wait, well, you have just one more? Question for you, both of you. Perhaps no. That was that was great. Uh, Yuri Kolosovsky on the Domra. If you've just joined us here on Mad Toast Live, uh, Mr. Victor Gordinsky on guitar, accompanying Miss Abby Wumserski on the piano. Um, to explain, as we did earlier, Victor Victor is uh, and and Abby have both been reading some responses. Also, that we prepared for some questions for Yuri. Uh, Yuri speaks English quite well. Uh, we met on State Street last year, and. Uh, we had, a, we had a great conversation, and we want to talk a little bit about um, your career for sure and what you've been trying to do since you've been here for about six years now. Um, you speak Russian, obviously, but you suffer from a, a, a speech impediment that has been an, obviously made, had some, made some difficulty in advancing your career and, and doing things like this. Um, but we communicate quite well. I mean, you're very expressive person and you know as, as, as anyone knows who's traveled uh, sometimes you don't need to know a language to communicate and obviously it helps but if one is expressive and uh, and and listens carefully and watches carefully you can communicate in in different ways um, but for those of you who who don't suffer from this type of speech impediment what sort of hurdles or difficulties has this presented in terms of your musical career any? Is that for Can me? you speak to that, <laughs> Abby? Um, well, it's a st- for Americans. It's a stutter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, um, it's a severe stutter, and I've been helping um, Yuri get gigs and things like that, and yeah. so it's very apparent to me. Be- I mean, I understand him perfectly, but you know, I have to kind of be sort of like a translator, which is, you know, kind of fun to be kind of put in the position of being sort of a promotional agent for somebody. (laughs) Gives me sort of a sense of importance. But um, it does, I'm sure, cause, you know, problems for him because he can't make the calls that he needs to to book gigs or things like that. So obviously, you know, that would be passed off to somebody else, and in this case, me. Um, So... I know that that's sort of a Is it a more barrier. difficult? I mean, it's, it's difficult enough to speak, uh, to, to, to now be in a situation, albeit for six years perhaps, speaking really in a, immersed in a different culture, immersed in a, with a different language. Does this make that even more difficult? I would think it would. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the better you, the, the more you learn to speak English. I know that uh, friends of ours that live in Austria have been there for so long, they now think in Austrian, think in, in German, essentially. And at some point, Victor, is this the case for you speak English very well? Obviously, you've, I don't know how long you've, were you, are you a native Russian? Uh, yeah, okay. well, I have a theory actually that you don't, you don't think in a particular language. Okay. But that's just a theory. Uh, and uh, we won't really talk about it now. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, um, I mean, people certainly can speak more than, I, I actually speak about five languages fairly flu- yeah. fluently, so yeah, it's 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 possible. Yeah. But it does help, obviously, you know, uh, when you are surrounded by this partic- by a particular language, because you can study it and you can read and maybe I don't know, listen to the radio, watch movies. But unless you're surrounded by native speakers where you can practice, it's going to be very in a very you know passive mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that? Yeah, that's right. For sure, and and music. You know, they always say music is the universal language. I mean, well, it is. Absolutely, it is. It is. Yeah, it's true. Um, it is interesting, though. There are some cultures that use. I don't know if this is true in Russia. Did you use solfege? Do mi fa sol latido? That. Okay, because it's not so much used here. And I remember mm-hmm. having a student at one point that uh, from Brazil, I think, and uh, she spoke. That was her language. And I had to learn that. I mean, I knew do a deer, a female deer, and all that. But I would, I really didn't know that do is c. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do is c. So well, Ray you study is d. it in school, in music, in when you begin studying music in Russia, at least. Okay. That's that's a big part of. Yeah, we all mm-hmm. had to study that. Yes, yes. And a side note is that, as far as American music is concerned, or. Um, 
shape note music is the music that uses solfege, which is a type of music that I won't go into a lot of detail, but um, it was kind of used as a tool to teach music by solfege. So you would actually sing all of the, the, sh the, um, the, sh the music notes were shaped like different shapes and each one correlated with a different solfege. Okay. And that was a way to, t to teach music. We don't really use shape note music anymore, but it is still sung in some choirs. It's not definitely, though, not used as much as in other countries. But yeah, in Russia, it's probably now, too. I haven't been there for 30 years. But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in when you start studying music, solfeggio, we use the Italian version in, in Russian. It's a big part. I mean, it's a discipline that you have to take. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it can be interesting. You know, it can be boring like anything else. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's important. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just one more note on what the, the, the subject we were talking about before. Um, any advice for those suffering from this particular speech impediment who may not have yet tried remedying the, remedying the situation or have not been successful? Well, I can give my opinion just from an outsider looking in. is just that Yuri is the hardest worker I have ever met in my life, and he doesn't really let anything get in his way. So if something is difficult, he will just plow through it and do it anyway. So that's the, the advice that I could give. You know, when, when you um, uh, have something difficult in your way, I mean, the best way to get over anything is to just make yourself do it. And I don't know if this is accurate, but that's the impression that I get. That's made it the easier, easier for you. Yeah? Nice. Nowhere to go but through. Yeah. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Has it also been more difficult because you play an unusual instrument? Uh, booking and um, a little bit of both yeah. probably right yeah because on one hand you have people really interested and on the other because they've never heard of it and wow that's really cool and interesting but on the other hand he has to bring it with him so that he can kind of show it off and explain because the, people are kind of hesitant about booking something that they don't know about you know right on the other hand it's it's different but it's exotic yes right mm -hmm. many people see it as exotic instrument yeah well and that, yeah. that brings us to a very good timing um, Yuri Kolosowski has a CD out, Sounds of the Domra. It is available on his website. What, what is the name, Abby, Abby do you have the website? Um, it's sovsky.blogspot.com, and that is S-O-V-S-K-I-Y.blogspot.com. Thank you. <laughs> we have some over there on the table. There's some available tonight, but you can go to the website and find yeah. out more. And uh, the new CD, um, performing still at, the, at Dobra Tea on State Street? Yep. Here in Madison, mm -hmm. Dobra Tea is just off of State Street at noon on Fridays. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure available for private events and concerts. Absolutely. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Yuri Kolosovsky. We're going to hear one more tune. I think you guys played this one earlier. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't hear you. <laughs> this is a different version.
Mr. Yuri Kolosovsky on the domra. Mr. Viktor Gorodinsky on the guitar. Abby Wumserski on the piano. You can go to madtoastlive.com and hear this podcast. You can listen to WRT 89.9 FM on Friday evenings. You can catch us also at localsoundsfm.org. We'd like to thank Andy LaValle, our producer. We'd like to thank Adam Baronic, our audio intern. Taylor Ryan, our video intern. We'd like to thank the Brink Lounge and WORT 89.9 FM. And thank you for listening. (laughs) 